Um, so I, I bought something and I I know we're in lockdown at the moment and I didn't really want to buy anything because I was a little bit worried about warehouses in general and the staff that work in them. So I've had some really like horrible stories come out of like the ASOS warehouse and the Amazon warehouse. And I don't know how true they are, but I was always, I've been a bit like, uh, no, I don't want to put anyone at risk. So I haven't really bought much stuff and I haven't ordered much stuff to the house either. And um, then I, I broke, I broke that fairly spectacularly because <laughs> I bought a soda streamer. <gasps> a what? A soda streamer. I've always oh, wanted one. Yes. Is that, that's good. You're missing your um, sparkly soda from work. Are you sparkly, sparkling water from work, aren't you? <laughs> I am. Yeah. My office is, um, we've got a sparkling, we have sparkling water taps at the office, which I know sounds really fancy. Because it, so it is. so fancy. Because it is. <laughs> it's um, amazing. And I was just like sitting at my like work from home desk and I was like, oh, it's really, it's like three o'clock and I'd normally like go and either get like a sparkling water and like something from the vending machine. And now I'm just like, oh, now I can just do it myself. Amazing. How is it? So much fun. So much fun. Like, oh, we have one when we were, when I was a kid in like the 90s. My brother put milk in it once. Oh, just don't. But (laughs) now I've, I've got a soda streamer and I'm really excited about it. Wow. I'm so jealous. No, it makes me feel less bad about the dick biscuits in because that was a totally frivolous, like, put people in danger um, <laughs> type purchase. So No, no, I don't think so. I think, like, because that wasn't, like, not very long ago. And I think right at the beginning, it was, like, things were a bit, like, worrying. But, like, I think they sort of kind of sorted things out. So. I think they have – I know that, yeah. like, stuff are taking longer to mm. arrive. And I think they are uh, being cautious in the warehouses and stuff. I mean, I hope they are. It's really difficult because it's, like – you know, you're trying to be like, oh, okay, at the beginning, we're like, okay, God, you know, it's only a couple of weeks, because so like, let's just, you know, chill out, it's gonna be fine, do I really need that? No, okay, just wait a few weeks, and you can have it. We're on like week eight, so and you I'm know like, what I mean? buy a soda streamer. I know, like, <laughs> it goes out the window. I like that soda streamer. <laughs> yeah, exactly, so I just feel like, and you know, I guess it's keeping people in work and companies going, so that's my, that's what I tell myself to sleep at night, it's fine. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to Murder Friends, the podcast where three friends from three different countries talk about murder. My name's Alana, and I'm Canadian. I'm Anna, and I'm American. My name's Hannah, and I'm British. So sit back and relax. You're among friends, and let's talk murder. So what have you guys been up to, <laughs> if anything, other than the soda streamer? <laughs> That's pretty, pretty awesome. Nothing, really. I've been sort of watching, obviously watching some stuff. My husband's been doing loads of DIY which is great. There's a lot of dust everywhere. So he's really into his cinema, like, thing. You guys know that. You've been over. So he bought um, himself for his 50th. He got a new projector. And um, so he finally got that set up and, like, all done. Then he now bought a an electric screen. So, like, you just walk into the room and, like, say, turn on projector. And then the electric <gasps> screen comes down and it turns what? on. Yeah, so that, that's amazing. But that obviously electric screen is um, needs power source. So that entailed the whole like wall and running cables and fixing. I mean, it looks fine now, but oh dear. Now he's on to he did put like subwoofers into our s- sofas so that when you watch something, they move. That's incredible. 
Another person. And then the other thing is he had bought speak. Um, he was changing out all his speakers, like these really nice ones he got himself even before and he hadn't done. So late now he's been putting them into the walls. So he like was digging into um, like the brick wall. Oh my God. So he like made himself this tent yesterday because he's like, right, I'm going to have this tent and then I have this like, he has this thing that hooks up to the Hoover. And he's like, well, if I do that, then it won't create so much dust all over so the whole room won't be covered in dust well guess what we have two hoovers and he used one of them and it was creating this like back like spray so i opened the living room door and it was just a pink cloud and there was a fine line of pink dust all over the entire room (gasps) yeah hope that speaker was worth it So he's Will's not with us anymore. So <laughs> she put rest him in, in peace. Wolf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, he he did stay up and he cleaned the whole thing. Obviously, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. There's still I'm still finding p- pink dust in the odd place. But anyway, so that's that's how lockdown is going for me at the moment. How about you guys? I'm <laughs> um, talking about dickhead husband behavior. <laughs> um, I'm joking. I love him very dearly. My husband bought. Um, he decided that he, he had a monitor downstairs that he was using for like working from home and he decided that he wanted a different monitor. So he bought a 34 inch curved <gasps> gaming monitor. Oh, oh wow. My. That's and huge. Like, it's first off, it's fucking massive. <laughs> Second off, I can't be angry at it because it looks really cool. <laughs> and I like I desperate I like desperately wanted to be angry about it. Like part of me was like, that's a waste of money. I mean it was it was it, it was some money, and I was just like, oh, I just really want to be mad at it, and I can't because it's just so cool. It's just so cool. It's like oh. ultra wide, oh, ultra wide, wow. like gaming, like curve. It's it's really nice. That's incredible. Not that I'll ever tell him that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your secret save with us, all of us, <laughs> all of us, all of us. That's good. Well, yeah, it's a, the thing is, I do, like I was ragging. I'm ragging on Will for making a mess basically but um it will be it is cool when it's all done so it is a good yeah. experience and it's nice to watch films and, st- and stuff but still i think it's like when having you're a cinema at home isn't it yeah it's just like i think because you're in close quarters for you know going on weeks and weeks and weeks you're like okay we're like you know like everything starts to you know bother you i guess <laughs> alana what have you been up to Nothing, uh, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had uh, like a wind ice kind of storm, which is really exciting because I fucking hate it here. And oh. um, <laughs> the power went out. So it's like, okay, that happens. And um, we had a really bad power outage one time at Christmas. So my parents were like, never again. We've got this generator outside um, and you hook up like certain there's it can handle a certain amount of things so like the microwave is hooked up and the fridge and lights and heating and all the rest of it and so the power goes out and then the generator comes on so the lights back on I'm like okay this is doable like it's fine and um I'll just give the wi-fi a minute to like reset itself and I'm sitting here and I'm like it's taken quite a long time, so I get out of my uh, my nest that I've made myself, and I go into the, the little office that my parents have, and my mom's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I need to reset the router because it's not coming back on. And she's like, 
well, it won't come back on because the internet's not connected to the generator. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What are what are the words that you were saying? You're saying the internet's not connected to the generator? She's like, no, you're just going to have to use your like data if you need to do anything. I was like, well, I don't have data because I have a stupid English phone. So what do I do? <laughs> and she's like, well, you're just going to have to find something else to do. So honest to God... It, we, it was only off for like four or five hours, but it was the longest four or five hours of just no, no internet, nothing. So I oh got, I, I got into bed and I took a nap and I, <laughs> I listened to, thankfully I had one Dateline podcast downloaded because of course I couldn't download any podcasts. I couldn't listen no. to anything that wasn't downloaded. So I had one Dateline uh, podcast downloaded so I got into bed and I listened to that and I had a nap and then by the time I woke up it was back on so that's kind of that's that's what's happening over here lately <laughs> <laughs> I remember though you telling us the story about the generator yeah we it. had we lost power for like five days in the middle of like Christmas time it was minus 30 we had no heat it was really traumatic and also another thing our I don't know if this is common in England but our house has a well for the water like um a cistern and a, and a well like tank under the house so we um support our own water and whatever but for some reason it it, it stopped working <laughs> on like oh no friday like late afternoon and it was like um nobody can flush the toilets so uh just hold tight and uh, we had to call like an emergency plumber and they're like yeah we're, we're only coming out to like absolute emergencies because of everything going on and we're like we literally can't shit so can you come help us please <laughs> <laughs> So, that's an emergency seriously. Um, in a course of like a couple days we lost power got it back thankfully and then our water wasn't working and i think it was off for like 24 hours you know finally they got it fixed and now fingers crossed nothing else can nothing go else. wrong <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> wow okay see but you don't realize like how much like with the internet our lives revolve around the internet now. Oh, yeah. Because, like, well, it's been – again, my husband's really into this, and I think yours is too, Hannah. All of mm. our stuff is connected to Alexa as well throughout our house, like, to turn stuff on. Mm. I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's pipe up in the background. She's, yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking to you right Sorry. now. Not right now. <laughs> Sorry, I just said her name. Yeah, so, like, that goes off, and you're like, I can't turn the lamp on. <laughs> That's the one thing that annoys me about the Alexa controlling things in our house is the lights. And because she has this issue with our like lounge light. And sometimes she's like, yeah, fine, I'll turn it off when you ask me. And sometimes she just doesn't fucking bother. And then you have to like walk over to the light switch, which I understand is like what normal people do. <laughs> and actually physically turn it off. And it's like, what is this button for now? Yeah, I <laughs> forgot how to. It's just like, oh, well, sometimes I like leave the room. And like just automatically like go to hit a, like a light switch, and then I'm like, no, that's gonna. I'm gonna have to turn it back on, and then ask the fucking machine to turn it back off, and then on again, just so it works. And it's just like, <laughs> just for a light, just to turn light off, it's just so annoying. I know. I feel you. I feel you. So, what are you guys watching right now? So, in case anybody needs things that maybe aren't even like true crime, just like or reading or anything that we can give people suggestions, including myself, because I'm in need. 
I am fully invested in the third season of Killing Eve. Oh my goodness, hell yeah, so good. And Is also, it good? I haven't started it yet. Oh my goodness. I finally got my parents to start it from the beginning. Because it, it's, it's absolutely a show you have to watch, obviously, in order and everything. Yeah. But yeah, one of the best shows in the last few years. And um, so Killing Eve is, is on my list right now. And I know um, Dateline just released their new podcast, Motive for Murder, which is following one case, kind of like the thing about Pam that we talked about before. So Motive for Murder is mm-hmm. out now. I don't think they're dropping all the episodes at once, which is really annoying. But that's, I've already downloaded it. I've got it all set up. In case there's ever a power outage, I've got my uh, <laughs> Motive for Murder ready to go. Nice. So yeah, I'm going to start that soon. Cool. I think we'll probably review that, won't we? Because they're usually pretty good podcasts, aren't they? Yeah. Like maybe we'll do that in the in a future episode. I've also, I've already listened to the first two episodes. <laughs> I'm, I'm on it. And I think I saw you might have been diving into some Lord of the Rings on social oh, the other day. Sometimes, you know, it's one of those nights where I think, could I watch something new? Probably. Could I watch Lord of the Rings for the 50th time? Yes, I could. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those nights. <laughs> nice. It's like a comfort watch. Do you guys have, you guys have comfort watches that you can just oh, put on? Yeah. yeah. You're kind of like fiddling, doing something else in the background, but you have it on. It's like there, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not going to surprise I don't, you. Yeah. I, I'm not a massive fan of watching like films over and over again, but I will watch Lord of the Rings like a thousand times, and I will watch the Harry Potter films a thousand times, and I, I will watch my... Yeah, my, my guilty pleasure of you've got mail. <laughs> oh yes. I'm um when Harry met Sally, that's Which, my one. I don't yeah, I, I don't know why I love that film so much. It's I just so love funny. it. It makes me cry every time and I don't know why. <laughs> I love this about you. This is like it's so not me. No, it isn't. No. <laughs> but like, oh man, I fucking love that film. That's hilarious. I love that. I'm not yeah. a wrong rom com person either, but I do love there's like when Harry met Sally. That was my one my oh, my good, You've yeah. Got Mail. Mm-hmm. And I'll put on, but I'm like normally like I I don't like chick chick stereotypical chick films. I'm like give me murder, give me like a good spy film, a drama, anything like that. Foreign, I don't know something, just not yeah, not that. So what have you been watching, Hannah? I watched an Anna recommendation. (gasps) Oh, I watched War of the Worlds, and and you were right about the end. Okay. Yes. Oh my god! I've <laughs> no. never screamed. I've never like shouted at the TV like that I know. Before. Same, same. The ending was just like, what? The fuck? What? <laughs> what? Uh. I was like that meme that's like, uh. yeah. And, um, <laughs> no, it was really good though. Really, really good because like it wouldn't be something that we would normally pick to watch. No. And then you said it was good, and I like Will said it was good as well, and we were like, oh, yeah. Okay, you really only watched it because Will said it was good. Let's face it. I know. I get what's going on here. <laughs> I think James was like, well, if Will said it was good, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, it um, is really it is well done though, isn't it? I'm excited because so they're going to do another series. They have to do another. They have series, to do another just series. To explain that sorting ending. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. But no, I found it really gripping, and we were like watching episodes, and they're quite long, mm. and we were like watching one. And then all of a sudden you're like at the end of the episode and you're like, what that, how is it over already? That's really silly. But like, that's how good it is. It, it really keeps you like focused. Um, yeah. And normally I watch, um, like I'll flick around on my phone or I'll do something else while the TV's on. But with this, like, everything was just like down and off and I was just like fully focused. So yeah, really, really good War of the Worlds. Really enjoyed cool. that one. Cool. Nice one. That actually, you know, mm. the, um, the girl in it, uh, her name is, she's the one that is blind in War of the Worlds. 
You know the mm-hmm. one I'm talking yeah. about, right? Yeah. So I, Daisy Edgar something, I think. I can't think of her name. I apologize. Um, the actress in that. So I watched a show called Normal People. Uh, it's on BBC Three or Hulu in the States. I don't know what it would be in, on in Canada if it's available in Canada yet. But that was so good. She's actually – she's a fantastic actress. I think she's going to go places. Like you're, we're going to see yeah. her in like more and more stuff I think in the future because she's really good. Yeah, she's brilliant in it, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's great. So I think she's definitely one to watch, and I really enjoyed her in Normal People. It's, again, it's not, it's um, it's a book. It's Sally Rooney, and they it's a the, like an adaptation to the book, and it was really good. Great. In fact, I might watch it again. I oh, wow. I know. That's how much, I couldn't stop thinking about it for, like, days. So I was like, I feel like I got to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a very, like, the acting is just unbelievable the two actors her being one of them it's a it's not there's not like this massive plot it is kind of just about again it's not my typical thing but um if you actually watch it it's not like sappy at all but it's about a first love when they meet in school and then it like goes through the years um Hmm. and the act it's just the acting is just it's very relatable because they Hmm. you know it goes through like all these like different like stages and you can kind of relate to them all and I think this the acting was brilliant so if anyone's I recommend that one that's my recommendation for this episode (laughs) (laughs) nice so for true crime news this week I wanted to start on something that's like a little bit nice you know, something just like a little bit positive. So I think on our last full episode, I was talking about how Canada has had its worst mass shooting in Nova Scotia just a couple weeks ago uh, in April. That's when the uh, gunman basically went around dressed as an RCMP officer, like a police officer, and he killed a lot of people. It was absolutely horrific. So the one bit of good news is that Prime Minister Trudeau says the federal government is banning about 1,500 different types of assault-style military-grade guns um, with an order that takes effect immediately. So it's like, this bad thing happened, and they're like, yeah, okay, banned on on these 1,500 different types of models. So these uh, firearms are banned for use, sale, import, or transport anywhere in Canada effective immediately. They were talking about that there would be some sort of like buyback program, but that has to be made into like a bill. So they have to like get the different parties to vote on it and stuff. But at at the very least, they have this like uh, immediate ban on these assault uh, weapons. And it actually made me feel... Uh, like a little bit patriotic. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I don't know if many Canadians That's are like great. super patriotic, but um, he was talking about Trudeau in his speech that these weapons were designed for one purpose and one purpose only to kill the largest number of people in the shortest amount of time. There is no use and no place for such weapons in Canada. We can stick to thoughts and prayers alone, or we can unite as a country and put an end to this. And it just like. I don't know. It felt really nice, you know, in the wake of everything that's happening. I think that's amazing. I think it really is. It reminds me of the firearm ban in the UK after, oh crap, what was it called? Um, It was the school one, wasn't it? The school massacre, the The Dunblane school massacre. And after that, there was a ban on um, handguns. I mean, 
the gun regulation in the UK is, is pretty strict anyway. Obviously, we don't we don't have like accessibility to them like the US and Canada does have, um, even the restricted ones that now Canada has. But since there was this really, really traumatic, really horrific school massacre in 1996, and then um, they they banned handguns after that in the UK. So that's it, it shows you that, you know, tragedies do occur, but you need to act on them. Mm. Yeah, um, they did it recently in New Zealand. The Prime Minister, of, yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember her name. I'm sorry. Jacinta this. something. Yeah, uh, she oh. did this. Yes, there we yeah. go. She did the same thing after the shooting there. Was it a year or two ago? I think she kind of. Mm. They did the same thing. I'm sad because I just obviously it will never happen in America. I don't think, unfortunately, which makes me sad. But I'm glad. Um, obviously, Canada. I mean, it's 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 right. It's like I don't. I just can't understand why you need this. Like yeah, why, why do you, do you need, need access an AR to those firearms? Yeah. Why? Like you did? I just you're not hunting. You're not. I, I I just I not to get all political or anything, but I just I'm I agree. I think that was ama- that's amazing. I was really really happy to see that in the news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The downside, I guess. I mean, it's kind of it's ridiculous. Okay, I don't think any of my family members listen to this podcast, so I'm going to tell this story and just don't tell them that I've told you guys. But um. <laughs> Again, your secret safe with all of us. Yeah. This is a secrets podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> My mom was saying on Facebook, so she is the prime age to be using Facebook. She's got all of our like extended family on Facebook and she keeps in contact with like cousins and aunts and uncles and like the whole bit of it. Anyway, she was saying someone in our family who will remain unnamed posted a petition saying it was against their rights for these uh, weapons ban and like Trudeau is like taking away our rights and stuff and so they were posting this petition and like getting their friends to sign it and stuff and I was like oh man that's really embarrassing I'm so sorry like no yeah it's I mean thankfully he just outright banned them um, because there there are people in Canada who think, you know, it's, it's gone against their rights and whatever. But, I mean, I doubt it would ever get overturned at this point. So that's one little bit of good news as we slide into another depressing story. But it's, I guess, also kind of good. Lots of things are changing right now. But as it stands in this very moment, Ahmed Aubrey, if you guys have heard of him in Georgia. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So... Thankfully, his murder trial will will go to a grand jury, according to a district attorney. So um, for people who don't know, Aubrey, 25, which just very upsetting. Yeah, his birthday was, I think his birthday was this week, wasn't it? It was due to like time. Oh, God. Such a baby. Yeah, it's just what a deeply upsetting story. But he was jogging in a neighborhood in Georgia back in February, like literally just jogging i mean give him a round of applause i've jogged twice since i've been in quarantine and we've been in here for like six months he was chased down by a former police officer and his son which also makes me really sad like the son you know like if your dad i don't know anyway so the two of them um chase him down shoot and kill him they originally were saying well he looked like a suspect that was doing recent break-ins or he looked like he was a robber like that kind of stuff at least that was the original story I don't know if that will change there was a cell phone video taken which I have not watched and I I don't want to watch that but if I mean it is out there 
I watched it. I did watch it. It's, yeah, horrible. Sad. So it was only posted recently online by a local radio station. Like, they actually got the footage and and posted it. So even though this was back in February and nothing had came of it, which is deeply upsetting, that at least now when the video went out and the story went viral, basically, people were like, how could there not be any arrests or anything happening? Like, it's now late April, early May. So thankfully, as of very recently, his trial will go to um, a grand jury. So something is happening. But yeah, real what a what a bummer. It's it's like really um, especially well, it's made like worldwide headlines. It's a big big thing, and it's, especially in um America, it's huge right now. Going like seeing all the social media of like friends back home and stuff, and that's what all everyone's talking about. And then somebody I just saw actually not long before we were podcasting. There's like a somebody's already set up a group that has 20,000 members that says justice for, I can't even remember their names, the two guys that are now going to jail. The father and son? The father and the son. Yeah, justice for Mm -hmm. them that they were just, you know, that apparently the boy should have just, um, uh, uh, and it says it in the description, it was like justice for them, whatever their names are. And then it was like, well, you know, they were just um, protecting their neighborhood and the the boy should have just followed simple commands. And you're like, no, they weren't. They weren't protecting the neighborhood at all. Like, if you see someone, if you see someone running through your neighborhood, and you're like, "Oh, that looks like the bloke who potentially has been burgling properties in the area," then you phone the fucking police. I know, I know. You I don't know. go and chase them down, beat the shit out of them, and then shoot them at point blank range. That's bullshit. That's just pure white people being fucking trash. Exactly. That's what that is. That's white supremacist. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. Can I have seen the video? And they are like jumping the back of a truck, like pure redneck style, jumping mm. the back with shotguns in the back, and they're like chasing him down. And you can see obviously Jesus. somebody. Yeah. It was like unbelievable. And the guy was actually trying, like the um, he he was like fighting him off. Like they just sort of like came upon him. He's just. Can you imagine? Just you have your headphones in. You're just out jogging, mm. and you're like startled all of a sudden because these people with guns have now like. Yeah, it's like, well, what right do you have? It's like they didn't follow simple. What commands? Like, who are you to to command me to do anything? I'm just out. The whole thing is just unbelievable, and I'm really glad that I don't know how they got the footage and what had happened. Apparently, wasn't he a? um, He was previously a police officer. I think that's probably why he's. They are saying he got away with it. The father was a former police officer, and maybe thought that he had the right to uh do what he did because yeah you see something that's suspicious call the cops like yeah mm. like an on-duty cop <laughs> yeah not yeah. you someone who's trained yeah recently trained recently trained yeah and yeah. up to date with what to do in that situation rather than just being frankly a disgusting racist murderer yeah yeah oh, is my so opinion <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we're getting very, very politically charged in this. Very, no, <laughs> yeah, this I picked it. I had to pick the political ones. <laughs> Although, no, next up and the last thing I promise is just a very brief Lori corner. Um, so mm-hmm. Dateline released a updated episode about Lori Vallow or Lori Daybell or however you want to call her, the mum who will not produce her two children and they've been missing so- since September. So Dateline originally did an episode, um, and then this is kind of like the update version. 
there wasn't too much in it that was new. I think we already spoke about quite a lot of it. I guess one of the main things is that uh, Lori is facing felony child desertion charges and on various other demeanors. The The nice thing with being in Ontario is my dad now tapes all of the Dateline episodes and I can't really watch them in England. I just listened to the podcast. So thankfully, I watched this episode visually because oh my God, it's so confusing. There are so many people Hmm. and like so many people have died and then remarried to this new person who was married to this person and then they died and like a lot of stuff. One of the things that stuck out for me from the new update was that they speak with Colby Ryan, who is Lori's eldest son. And he was so sweet and just saying like, I just, I don't understand like how this can happen and how you could not know where the kids are, how you can say where the kids are. Like he was, he was very sweet. And they spoke with Lori's friend um, from Hawaii. I couldn't catch her name, the Mormon friend who was quite yeah. nice. And she talks about how there was a, a real change in Lori after she met her new husband, Chad, and she became like way more extreme and everything. And, she talks about how Lori came to save her at one point and she was like, no, like, I'm, yeah, I'm not coming with you, but <laughs> thanks for thinking of me kind of thing. So, yeah, it's it's worth a watch or a listen if you're interested in the case. Not a whole lot of new stuff, but it's still very interesting. And I guess the, the, the biggest thing is they do talk about how Lori and Chad believed in zombies and that people Mm. could be possessed by zombies and there is one account of someone close to the family saying that Lori and Chad believed that the two children were now zombies and like you kill people that become zombies and stuff so that was pretty sad they're the kids are definitely not with us any longer I don't think no it's just whether you can find them no it's horrible but they were is it their, they think the end of the world is like the 22nd of July? Yeah, I might not yeah. be wrong. I know. Well, the way <laughs> things are going, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it was interesting to listen to because we sort of read articles. Like this information has sort of like come out, trickled out about the zombies stuff and like them talking to different ones. But it was very interesting hearing from her other son who was just like, this is crazy what like I don't understand it sounds like like hearing them talk about how she changed like that she just maybe like late it's almost like this like late onset schizophrenia like later in life that because it just because of some of the the ideations and stuff like that then how do you then meet other people like a husband who is the same way or thinks the same thing I don't know so maybe it isn't that it's just it's just I can't understand what's going on there it's crazy or some like serious brainwashing. Mm. Yeah, or some serious yeah. brainwashing. And like how should it because like if you just you know, that is kind of like a typical thing that might happen um when that you know, with, with especially with like God and like they'll have those those sort of change in behavior. But yeah, just to find an actual group of people to support these thoughts is just like mind boggling. But I don't know, hopefully we one day get an answer. I just for those grandparents. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That was devastating. They also speak with um, Lori's niece, Melanie, and um, her new husband. And that was kind of enraging uh, because basically Keith was like, 
well, what do you think happened? We haven't seen these kids in like nine months. What could have happened? And Melanie's like, oh, well, we shouldn't speculate. We should wait till she gets a fair trial. And I, I love her in the face. Yeah, I love Lori and I'll support her. And Keith was like, girl, <laughs> really? Are you sure you want to say that? Like it was, yeah, yeah was she like, was oh. a bit rage inducing. But I guess we'll just wait and see what happens. And and of course, with like the virus and stuff uh, impacting trials, it might not be for quite a while until we actually get any details. But yeah, it's definitely worth, worth a listen to on the podcast if you're interested in the case. All right. So today we're going to talk about the podcast Fake Heiress from BBC Radio 4. So this, have you guys listened to it, first of all, or some of it? Yes, but it was a while ago. Okay. I tried um, and I and I tapped out. Okay. <laughs> Which I think I know why. Omens. <laughs> um, obviously, Alana loved it. So <laughs> anyway. Um, no. Um, so it's a six-part podcast and it covers the rise and fall of Anna Delvey. Um, and she conned New York High Society into believing that she was a multimillionaire heiress the podcast is produced by journalist Vicki Baker and playwright Chloe Moss, and they sort of dig deeper into the scandal. So the podcast is partly a narrative of the story and partly dramatized, and I think maybe that's where it would have, like, turned some people off. To be honest, I originally found this kind of, like, really off-putting as well, but I was kind of interested in the story because I'd heard this, seen this in the headlines, but I didn't know a lot about it, so I sort of stuck with it. And actually, after the first couple of episodes, I did actually enjoy it, and it kind of worked with the story. But um, I don't normally like like sort of fictionalized podcasts or radio shows. That's just not my thing at all. But I will talk about the story a little bit. Anna Sorokin—that's her legal name—was um, born in a town in southeast of Moscow in 1991. She's one of two children in the family. Um, her father worked as a truck driver while her mother owned a small convenience store before becoming a housewife. The family then moved to Germany in 2007 when Anna was 16. She graduated from high school and then moved to London to attend Central St. Martin's Art School. In the end, she didn't attend and returned to Germany. She eventually moved to Paris on an internship for the French magazine Purple. And that's sort of like the time that she started to call herself Anna Delvey. I guess she thought it sounded posh. <laughs> so the next few years of her life um, are a little bit hazy, so there's not a lot of out there about what she was exactly up to, but she emerges into New York's social scene. Um, by 2013, she was a Fashion Week regular and attended all the best parties. Um, many people's accounts of her were that she was not very nice or charming or, like, I, not that this matters, but particularly good looking. So I think a lot of accounts of like interviews you hear, they're all like, I don't really know how she got where she was because there was nothing particularly um, remarkable about her or, you know, interesting. Appealing. Uh, appealing, yeah. appealing. There we go. I, yeah. I mean that in a, you know, I don't know, a nice way. So all that mattered was that she, she always made sure she was in the right place, wearing the right clothes and appearing to spend the right amount of money. So she had invented a fake life for herself as a German heiress who was from a mega rich family. Um, it was due to come into $67 million, a trust fund on her 26th birthday. So she begins like living in these expensive hotels in New York and came up with a business idea of the Anna Delvey Foundation. And it was going to be a gallery 
and like um, a studio space with restaurants, bars, that sort of thing. So this is when she began going after investors and attempting to secure a $22 million loan for her business idea. Um, out of desperation, she created fake, fin fake financial advisors, solicitors. She used burner phones and fake emails. She did not manage to secure the loan in the end, but she did actually manage to get a scam a bank out of $100,000. Wow. I know. It's, it's, it's quite wild. I won't go into like exact details on how she did it because, I mean – you listen to the podcast <laughs> but um it was quite wild like it was this whole po this whole podcast I felt anxious tell me because it was like it was always going to fail and I don't know how she slept at night do you know what I mean it was like it was mm -hmm. giving me anxiety <laughs> while she was attempting to secure a loan she was staying at expensive hotels in New York and would run up bills without payment and then turn to like friends like she didn't have a lot of like really good friends um, but she would like or acquaintances and try to try to get them to help her pay like like she'd get caught at a hotel and they would demand payment and then she'd call somebody up crying trying to get like 30 grand out of them wow it was wild i, I know her friends like that. <laughs> i know one of her biggest cons was with rachel deloach williams it was a photo editor at vanity fair who did consider herself an actual friend Anna suggested they go to an all-expense-paid holiday to Morocco and booked a $7,000-per-night villa. She managed to get Williams to book the flights, and as they were in Morocco, there came a point where the staff didn't actually have a card paying for the accommodation, and then she convinced Williams to use her card, and she would transfer the money back. In the end, of mm -hmm. course, she never paid back um, any of the money, and Williams was saddled with the debt, $60,000 worth of debt. For that oh one my trip. God. It was horrendous. Like, just listening to it, you're just like, oh. But then, I just, like I said, I just can't. Like, how did she sleep at night? Like, how was she going to get away with all these things? Like, she'd get herself in these situations where she would run up these huge bills. And then they would have her. Like, well, how are you going to pay for this? And then she'd find a way out of it. Anna's world eventually became came crashing down after she was arrested for not paying a restaurant bill. And the police began to catch onto her unpaid hotel bills as well. She was outed in a New York Post article. So obviously then she was then her scam was like really up. So she was still trying to chase getting this loan and starting this foundation, etc. Um so she kind of did kind of went on the run a little bit and she ended up in um Promises in Malibu, which is like a fancy rehab center like a lot of celebrities go to. It's really expensive. Don't know how she actually managed to pay her way into that or get into it a lot of the stuff like they weren't even sure how she got away with and it was still kind of a mystery it's just amazing like um and they actually rachel deloach williams helped them get her lure her from promises because they can't actually really go in there and arrest her because it's kind of conflict like just difficult with the whole thing of being in a rehab center they were able to arrest her then and they extradited her back to new york where she stood trial so on April 25th, 2019, a jury found Sorkin guilty of second-degree larceny, theft of services, and one count of first-degree attempted grand larceny. She was found not guilty of another charge of attempted grand larceny in the first degree for trying to get the $22 million. They did try to get her on theft of the Morocco trip, that sixty grand. Um, but I think uh, she didn't end up having to pay it, but it was a very – she said it was for like two years of her life. It was like really stressful – because um, she couldn't even afford – some of it was on her work, like American Express. And she basically she just got royally screwed over. Like she yeah. just got completely screwed over. But they ended up not having to pay it and she was able to – they were 
because basically she was said she was kind of stuck in this situation and kind of forced to give this card. So it was almost like a um, like under duress. She was made to pay for it, sort of thing. So on May 9th, uh, 2019, um, Sorokin was given a sentence of four to 12 years in a state prison. She was fined $24,000 and um, ordered to pay restitution of about $200,000. After serving her sentence, she would then be deported back to Germany. Um, so in the moment, there's currently HBO have a deal to do a story on it. I think maybe that is going to be more of a documentary. And there's like a Netflix series in the works, which I think will oh, be wow. more of a fictionalized one. So I guess she's kind of getting what she always wanted. Mm. The fame and money. But then I wonder how it's going to be because I wonder if any like Son of Sam laws come into play with that. Because it's a crime. You're not profiting off of it or how that works. I think even people did actually bring that up. They were complaining about the fact that, okay, she's getting all these like deals and stuff. But should she? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's biographical, could that skirt around it? I mean, yeah. it's certainly a story that would definitely work for netflix or hbo like it's, it's outrageous mm. and everything yeah it's crazy um i don't know so the the podcast like it wasn't it was okay and like i said i'm not normally into the dramatization um i kind of got used to it and it wasn't so bad in the end it wouldn't be my first choice of like things i think you guys kind of feel the same about those sort of podcasts but i actually thought it, you know i it's it, i kind of listened to it and there's there's short episodes and i think i listened to it in the beginning of quarantine like just cleaning the house and I'm listening to it in about two days it's like an easy listening so if you want something that's like not too you know gruesome or anything like that um it's very obviously like the white collar crime and although like I said she was giving me anxiety because I don't know how she just kept all of like her plates spinning without having a nervous breakdown I had one note for that and that was um I wrote Anna Delvey is the epitome of big dick energy like she had some <laughs> she had serious, some serious big dick energy serious balls yes to, to do that unless she believed that unless she she actually was you know delusional and believed that she was entitled to this money that she was trying to get loaned to her I'm I don't I don't know but um yeah I know she's the whole story is bananas i really didn't like the dramatization yeah and i would have preferred it if it was just straight journalism same yeah. maybe the so netflix guys... or the hbo thing will be more suited yeah. yeah um what would you guys rate it out of five um hannah i gave it a one and a half. Oh wow oh okay. hello so um and alana you'd probably I... <laughs> I listened to the first about five minutes. I really didn't give it a chance at all, but I was really in the mood for like a typical, like actual story. And when they started like doing the dramatization, I was like, oh no, no, this is going to be a hard no for me. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. Um, and I think I would give it two and a half. I didn't mind it. I actually, maybe it was just because, you know, I I was in the mood for something just a little bit easier to listen to. So maybe it just hit me at the right time, I guess. But yeah, yeah, I didn't mind it. Um, But I'm with you. I think if if people listening, if you do enjoy, you don't mind the mix of the two, fine, you might like it. If you're like us and you just prefer the um, regular, straightforward, like journalistic style of narrative, then it wouldn't be for you. I uh, listened to um, an episode, there's a podcast called Sinisterhood. I don't know if either of you listen to it. Mm -mm. And it's um, two women and they 
do um they talk about things like the Loch Ness monster and they do like Anna Delvey and they do serial killers and things like that um it's really good like it's a very funny podcast like they work really well together and they did an episode on this and it's brilliant it really is good it's about like an hour long um and I would I would actually really like strongly recommend that because it gives you like it's really really well researched as well so they give you like all the information in like a timeline and then they like discuss points of it so yeah i would awesome. definitely head over to sinisterhood and listen to that rather than sit through that okay you know what? <laughs> bbc4 nightmare <laughs> <laughs> i love it again guys if you want to just send any recommendations our way to slate during this quarantine that's yeah, we're having that's, a bad run <laughs> we are having a bad run just lately saws <laughs> yeah i'm actually i'm going to note that down because I wouldn't mind listening to like a like a really good like just straightforward story timeline of it yeah yeah there you go good po- good it's a good podcast overall though I really enjoy it they talk about yeah. aliens and ghosts Ooh. and there's nothing I like more than ghosts <laughs> weird crime time all right so today for weird crime time I'm just gonna dive straight into this headline It's not a Florida man. We got a Kansas man today. Oh. And he was caught driving a stolen SUV on way to bail out brother who was arrested in stolen SUV. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So apparently the apple doesn't fall far from the tree in this family. Um, So a Kansas man was arrested last week, driving a stolen SUV to bail out his brother who had been jailed hours earlier for stealing a separate SUV, authorities say. The first sibling caught early Friday was 36-year-old Eric Dean McCracken. That is a great name. McCracken. McCracken. He was arrested for driving a Chevy Trailblazer. This is... (laughs) Sorry, my cat. (laughs) He's just sitting here staring at me, rubbing his head on... Go away! Go away. He's helping. We've got a new podcast <laughs> member. <laughs> I know. He's yes, standing. Cool. Like he's talking into the microphone and he keeps like rubbing his head on it. <laughs> he's got opinions. So, he's got opinions. Okay. He was arrested for driving a Chevy Trailblazer with a suspended license. Um, the Jackson County Sheriff's Office said in a news release, police said that they later learned that the SUV had been reported stolen. Hours later, his younger brother, 32-year-old Keith Ray McCracken, again, great name, was arrested after leading deputies on a short chase in a stolen 2015 Chevy Silverado on his way to the, to the jail to bail out his brother. So, yeah, and I really, like, I'm going to post on social media the pictures of these brothers and, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's pretty sweet. He, he's trying to help his brother out by committing a crime that the brother then also did. Like, yeah, you just feel like maybe take a taxi. Like if you don't have a car, just take a taxi. Yeah. Or you know? just get someone else to do it. Or walk, walk there. Yeah. Just walk. Yeah. Just walk. <laughs> he bike. might have to sit there push a little. Push bike. <laughs> yes, push bike, anything. Um, yeah, so that just leads me, I mean – what would you do for your sibling? <laughs> <laughs> Not that. <laughs> well, I've got three siblings. So, like, realistically, if one of them was in prison, one of the other two could just go and sort them out. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, you really don't like to drive, so you're fine. No, I mean, I would. I mean, I I do love all of them very deeply. But, like, ugh, 
If you're stupid enough to get caught, then it's your own fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're like, you can sit there for a while. You can just th- sit there and think about what you've done. Shame on the family name. Take the bus. Yeah, yeah. but just get an Uber. Get an Uber, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, special. <laughs> I don't, they don't strike me as a sort of uh, the types to have the Uber app downloaded to their phone. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Atlanta. What would you do? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I might call somebody else, say, hey, could you could you go down to the police station for me, please? I mean, technically, I can drive in Ontario. I still have my UK driving license, but I haven't driven on the right side of the road in years. And even just like getting in the car now and sitting on the wrong side of the, of the vehicle and dri- and like being a passenger, it makes me so clammy. So I think if I had to drive to the police station, I would probably die and I would take innocent <laughs> people with me. So, <laughs> Do you find yourself kind of – whenever you go back home to visit, do you find yourself getting in the wrong – like going to get in the, yes. the wrong side of the car? Yeah. And then they make that stupid joke like, oh, you're driving? Or like, you know, yeah. Yeah. okay, yeah, I get it. <laughs> you're like, oh, hello. Yeah, great. Okay, Funny okay. the first yeah, time. I haven't heard that before. Oh, no. Um, it's such a like dad joke to make, you know. What would you do, Anna? I dearly love my brother, but I don't think I would get myself in jail with him. <laughs> it's like, hey, we can do this together now. No, no, we can't. Mm-mm. No, I think you're right. You're I think I would. I don't know. I would just be like, can I? Can I just like bank transfer it from home, like with my app? Like, can they like let him out? And then like, PayPal, PayPal a bail. Can, can you I do- PayPal this? Oh, can you do that? Can I do that? Because that's what I do. I will Apple PayPal pay? it. Apple Pay, come on. Yeah, great. I just got to double tap and then hold my phone up to my face. Yeah, just see my face that ding. (laughs) (laughs) Bail posted. Yeah, there we go. Okay, well sorted. Okay, so I think it's all we have for today. Uh, Check out our website, murderfriends.com. You can email us at murderfriendspod at gmail.com. Instagram, murderfriendspod. And Twitter, murderfriendspd. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.